Hey, really quick before we get into this episode, if you're hearing this intro, it means that my new podcast with my friend Veronica called Socially Unfiltered has officially launched and we would love for you to join us over there. I wanted to make sure I put this intro before all of the previous episodes of the Social Media Survival Guide podcast because just so much has changed since these episodes were published, but the content in these episodes still holds a very special place in my heart. So you may hear some links or some Instagram handles that I'm no longer using being mentioned in these episodes. So I just wanted to give you one place where you knew you could find everything. If you want to keep up with me, Lex, on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at justlexpage, J-U-S-T-L-E-X-P-A-I-G-E. And that's where you can find all of my social media content. It's where you can find all of the different ways we can work together and all of the resources I have to help you survive social media. And like I said, some links may be outdated. So if you're interested in any of my guides, any of my templates, or any of my resources for helping you survive social media, you can find everything at stan.store slash page, and I'll link everything in this description. But come join us over on the new podcast. Again, it's called Socially Unfiltered. You can find us on Instagram at sociallyunfilteredpod. You can find the podcast where wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, I'll link everything in this episode description. Whether this is your first time listening to the Social Media Survival Guide or your millionth re-listen, thank you for being here. But I'm so excited to start this new journey with you. So please come hang out with us over on Socially Unfiltered. We would love to have you. But for now, I'll let you get into the episode that you were trying to listen to. And hopefully I'll see you over there. Enjoy. Welcome to the Social Media Survival Guide, a paid media co-podcast all about surviving social media. We'll go on deep dives into what goes on behind the scenes in this industry, interviews with some of the most badass business owners sharing their own experiences, and we'll learn all about the tools and resources you need to survive social media. I'm your host, Lex, and I'm just surviving social media one day at a time. Let's get into it. Hi, happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of the Social Media Survival Guide. I am so excited for today's episode. I feel like I say that all the time, but truly over the last few weeks, I haven't been recording with people. I've been using a backlog of episodes that I had recorded from April, so it's now May, and I am pumped to have finally had a live recording this week. So this week's guest is Shay Brocker of Her Healthy Hustle, and I will get into more of what she does and who she is in just a second, but before I do that, I want to make sure that I am saying this so I don't forget to. If you don't already, let's stay connected on your favorite social media platform. You can find me, your host, Lex, on Instagram and TikTok at Paige Media Co, P-A-I-G-E Media C-O, and you can find everything that has to do with me and my business and the podcast on my website, which is pagemediaco.com, and I always say there is a social media survival guide Instagram account. It's not super active right now because it's just me trying to do all of the different things, but you can find that on Instagram at the Social Media Survival Guide, and eventually it'll be active. We're getting there. We're getting closer every day. We're stepping towards having that Instagram account be the sole place where all things survival guide land. But for right now, just keep up on my personal account, which is Page Media Co. And then also really quick before we actually get into this episode with Shay and introduce her a little bit more, I have always gotten this question and I never really thought to, you know, create any pieces of content surrounding it. But when this episode comes out, I'm actually going to be in Miami with one of my clients for a travel content shoot. And it's the first one I've done in about three months. I kind of took a break to get all of my things in order and just make sure that, you know, with how crazy this summer is about to be, just with a lot of travel coming up, just to make sure everything was where it needed to be. But I'm going on my first official summer travel shoot today when this episode comes out. But what I'm wondering is, would it be helpful or is it something that you would be interested in to hear an episode about how I include 
travel content shoots into my clients packages and just how I offer them in general even if it's to somebody who isn't a recurring monthly client just what to plan for what you need to know how to price it you know all of all of the good things that come with a travel content shoot but I I've been doing them forever and I never realized that it was something that was of interest to other people to learn about because to me it was just something that I I did with my clients and every single time I share you know, I'm on my way here for a travel shoot or I'm going here with this client, people are always like, how did you start incorporating this? And I usually just answer it with them and the honest and truthful answer is some of my clients were so slack about getting me new content that I I put together a proposal and was like, hey, I'm going to come to you for this weekend. This is how much it's going to cost and this is how much content we're going to get out of it and then you don't have to worry about sending me content for another three months. And once I started implementing that with one of my clients, it just kind of trickled its way over to all of my other clients. So I was just like, hey, like this is something I'm doing. If you want to book one, these are the available dates. But I just think it would be really cool to kind of break down exactly how I offer these travel shoots because you have to you know factor in your travel costs and your daily rates and try to figure out you know exactly how much content you're going to be getting out of it so it can be a lot but honestly my travel shoots are my favorite part of what I do with my clients so I have met almost every one of my clients in person almost every single one of my clients I've done an in-person content shoot there's a couple people I brought on earlier this year that we just haven't had a chance to schedule but I do have a lot of travel coming up which is actually very not like me I don't love traveling I mean I do like I'm grateful for the experience and I'm I'm so happy when I get to go do these content shoots with my clients but outside of those content shoots I have a lot of other travel coming up my boyfriend's sister is graduating college and I just booked a cruise which oh my god is so out of my comfort zone I have no idea what I'm doing but my aunt found a really good deal on one so we're gonna go and have the best five days but that was also something else that I thought you know might be of interest is how I do my client work when I am technically out of office or on vacation like to be 100% honest I've never taken a fully unplugged vacation like every time I go on vacation I'm still actively working doing tasks that need to be done every day I'm still manually posting for my clients I try to schedule it where I do everything right in the morning and then have the rest of the day all of my clients have my phone number so if there's ever anything that's like an emergency they know that they can contact me but yeah travel shoots have been something that have been really fun for me to add in I would love to see more people adding them in because I know it can be super frustrating trying to get new content from clients who don't enjoy creating content and you can write out you know your scripts and your scenes and write an actual checklist of what you need from them and it still would just be so much easier if you were to do it yourself you take one weekend knock out the next three months of content it's 100% possible I do it for almost all of my clients but yeah so just with travel on my brain I thought it would be fun to bring up that idea so if that's something you would be interested in please go to my Instagram and tell me I'm a words of affirmation person I need somebody to tell me yes I want to hear this episode before I'll actually record it but today we are talking to Shay of her healthy hustle so I'm going to introduce her just just a little bit but then fully hand over the mic to her to explain what she does because she's so much better at explaining what she does 
than I do. So Shay is a life and success coach. She focuses a lot on helping people to reprogram their subconscious mind. And I know to some people this can probably sound sound like very woo-woo, but Shay does it in such a way that's so easy to digest. It's so easy to start implementing the things that she's talking about. So in this episode, we are breaking down what exactly is this spiritual journey that she takes people on? What exactly are the tools that she gives them to help reprogram their subconscious brain. It worked with Shay the other way around where I was helping her with some social media stuff a couple months ago and I was like, I love you, I love your energy, I love everything about you. She's so sweet, so funny, so nice, so open. Like I, I just love anybody who's open about how their own tools and practices have helped them overcome things that they're challenged with in their own life because to me, you can't teach somebody to do something that you have never done before and Shay is a perfect example of this is what was going on with me, these are the tools I used to fix it, and this is how you can implement it in your life too. Something that Shay has kind of coined as her phrase is bad bitch energy, and you will hear us talk a lot about this towards the end of the episode, and it's so cool to hear what that is. Like, I know when you hear bad bitch energy, you're like, yeah, like the baddest bitch in the club, like mini skirt, high heels, like drinking hands, but your bad bitch energy is so much more than that. It's about being a good person. It's about reprogramming yourself to be the best version of yourself, and I love how Shay says it's really just about being unfuckwithable at the end of the day. That's what it is, and I am a huge fan of that. So I I hope you guys love this. I know you will absolutely love Shay. So her Instagram is at her healthy hustle. And then her website is also herhealthyhustle.com. Like I said, she has some programs that you can go through with her. You can do sessions with her. So I'm just going to let her get right into it. But as always, if you have any questions, DM me on Instagram. I also, I said this in the last episode, I have officially implemented an ask me anything on my website. So if you go to pagemediaco.com slash ask me anything, there is an anonymous form that you can fill out. You can ask questions about social media management. You can submit requests for topics, the podcast. You can, quite frankly, ask me anything. Like, really, ask me anything. I love doing Ask Me Anything episodes of the podcast or including, like, a couple minutes of questions at the end, but the only place I can gather those questions is on the Instagram, like, questions box, and it's just not easy to organize that. So, this is kind of where all of these ask me anything questions are going to live and I can pull from them for episodes. So, okay, enough of just me. We're going to get into the episode with Shay and I will talk to you next week. Hi, Shay. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being here. It has been a couple weeks that we've been trying to make this happen. So I'm pumped that it's actually happening. So first things first, thank you so much for your time and thank you for being here. I I'm so excited to share even just how we have connected and what we have kind of like bonded over, but I want to hand it over to you first, let you introduce yourself and give everybody an idea of who you are and what you do. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Shay Brocker. I'm a certified life and success coach. My background and my certifications are in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, EFT, emotional freedom technique time technique as well as hypnotherapy. So I use a lot of different tools and really my main thing is empowering women, passion-driven women specifically with mindset tools to help them tap into what I call your bad bitch energy for more clarity, more confidence, and just to live a life that you love. You're like actually the coolest person that I know. Like I never get sick of hearing you explain. I'm like, I want to be able to say that I do hypnotherapy. Like that's so cool. So tell me more. I feel like to somebody who might not have any idea about 
what any of that means that could maybe sound like a whole bunch of not jumble like I think you did a beautiful way of explaining it but can you tell me like a little bit more just for somebody who doesn't really have you know a background in understanding a lot of this what exactly does that you do when you work with your clients and I mean we're gonna tap in hard to the bad bitch energy but tell me more about that yeah so the tools I use are really to help you reprogram your subconscious mind like our subconscious minds are formed between the ages of zero to seven based on our environment our past experiences all these different things we show up in the world in a specific way because of all those experiences. So for most of my life, like just to kind of give a personal example, I was very reactive. I'm an intense person as it is like Scorpio, I'm Irish, Italian, I'm as spicy as they come. And I had You're a good kind of spicy though. My I favorite kind of spicy. I appreciate that. And you know what? Now I think I'm the right kind of spicy too. It took me <laughs> many are. years to believe that, <laughs> you know, I used to kind of look at my intensity as weakness or I would kind of get when people would say like you're intense or whatever like it would just kind of make me feel some type of way and now I realize that my intensity is my superpower and it allows me to show up in my business and my relationships and just my life in general in a great way so through all this work like I said it's a lot of subconscious reprogramming it's a lot of mood regulation I was a very moody person a lot of most of my life I still am I shouldn't say most of my life I still am it's something I will work on for the rest of my life but with these tools I can kind of regulate my mood my nervous system I've done a lot of meditation over the years I've been meditating for a really long time that was kind of the first tool that I really got into thanks to my husband and with all these yeah my husband's a certified meditation instructor and he like took yeah he took a meditation class in college and it seriously like changed both of our lives oh my yeah gosh, I would have never cool. I used to get so annoyed when I would see him like meditating and sitting <laughs> quietly I'm like what the fuck are you doing right now dude like I can't like I just am go 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 and yeah it was a really big part of his life and then after seeing him and kind of how it impacted him I picked it up dove into a lot of this stuff so oh. like I said yeah subconscious reprogramming mood regulation, all that kind of stuff. And we just don't realize with a few simple tools, we really can change the way that we show up and our energy and the way that we feel. And that makes such a big impact on our outcome. Yep. I 1000% agree with all of that. I love that you say like so much of our subconscious mind is formed between the ages of zero to seven, because something I've learned in therapy over the last few years is truly how much your childhood shapes, not to get super negative, but not only your childhood traumas that at the time might not even seem like trauma, but you carry that with you through the rest of your life. And it's, I feel like everybody's always like, oh, like daddy issues is like so common. And like, that's not good. Like, that's not good. But it's like, I never realized until I really started to dive into my own personal journey, how much of your childhood actually sticks with you. So it's really cool to hear that it's, you know, specifically between zero and seven. That's crazy. Yeah. And one of my, like, I always share this with people. I struggled with abandonment issues from childhood. Like I had a parental figure who did Mm -hmm. drugs and it was like, I had my mom, so I wasn't like fully abandoned, but I was left a lot as a kid or like I would expect somebody to show up and they wouldn't show up. So I had these deep seated abandonment issues and I wasn't really aware of it until I was in a relationship with my now husband, Matt would, you know, we were in college and if we had something planned at seven 30 and it was seven 32 and he was not there, I would fly off the handle. Like it was this reoccurring fight that would happen. He was so confused. And then I was upset, but then I would be mad at myself for 
reacting that way and getting that upset. And like I said, it was just this never ending cycle. And thank God I have a really patient partner. You know, those experiences, it, he kind of figured it out. I figured it out through a lot of like deep conversations and just doing a lot of inner work. We connected those dots and it really just even having the awareness around that changed a lot for me. And then like I said, just kind of, you know, reprogramming these beliefs that he wasn't going to leave me if he was a few minutes late. Now he can be like, however late. I'm like, whatever, dude, I'll You're be like, here. Well, you know? I'll see you when I see you. It's so true. Like when you say, I mean, I'm open about this too. I don't talk about it a lot just because I'm not really usually in a situation to talk about it, but I'm open about sharing it. But like, I also suffer and struggle not so much now, but definitely in the past with abandonment specifically. And I was the same way. Like if somebody canceled plans on me last minute, it was the end of the world. I was like, oh my God, they hate me. They're never going to talk to me again. They're not my friend anymore. Now I secretly like cross my fingers, hoping that people cancel stuff last minute. (laughs) Not actually. I love everything and everybody and everything I get to do, but you don't realize like how much of that is connected. So what in terms of your, you know, your business that you're doing now, like what does a normal session or like a program with you entail? Like, where do you start with somebody? Cause I feel like it must be a very not like touchy line to walk, but like, you've got to be very intimate and personal with the people you're working with. Right. And that's why, yeah. And that's why I love what I do because I love to go deep. And the funny thing is, is I do private coaching, just one-on-one coaching and everybody comes to me for different things. Most of the time it's like, I want to start healthy habits and routines. I want some accountability. Like I need to work on X, Y, and Z. They're like these things that they need to work on. Right. So like we start with those things for sure, but we always end up getting to the root of these issues. You know what I mean? We always end up going deep and childhood experiences and all these things like come up at some point, even though healing trauma isn't necessarily like my specialty and that's, or that's not my expertise, right? Like I've done a lot of it myself and I can at least hold space for people to work through some of that and point them in the right direction of resources or things that I've done. So like I said, they'll come to me with a specific goal. Like I want to work on X, Y, and Z, but it always different places. And I've worked with everybody from business owners to moms, to student athletes. I've worked with a lot of different people. So it's just interesting. Like I said, when they come to you for something specific and then kind of where we end up going through those 12 weeks. Yeah. I mean, okay. So that's how long one of your one-on-one coaching programs is it's for 12 weeks so what is like the first session of that 12 weeks like what kind of questions are you asking but just in general like where what is that kind of starting point with somebody because obviously they're coming to you or what I'm gathering is they're coming to you kind of with these goals that they want to accomplish do you sit down and look at those goals and you're like okay we're gonna start here or is it always kind of the same. Yeah. When I onboard new clients, I provide them with an intake or like a questionnaire before our first session. And I always ask people like, write or dive into this when you have some quiet time, cause it should mm-hmm. take you a little bit. And to me, it's a really good starting point to just get people thinking about like where they're at and where they yeah. want to go. And then in that first session, we dive deep into those things. So, you know, a lot of times it's like a little bit surface level, or, you know, I could tell maybe they're a little bit nervous to go mm-hmm. into those depths, but within that first session, it's a lot of like, okay, you know, you want to achieve X, Y, and Z. Well, why let's talk about why. And let's talk about what's been holding you back. What limiting beliefs, what 
behaviors, what things are holding you back from achieving those up to this point? Hearing you say kind of like the self-doubt and the self-down talk and, you know, the negativity in that, have you noticed anything or do you have anything to say kind of the role that social media plays in that? Like, do you think that people are struggling because they're getting on Instagram and seeing, you know, highlight reels? Do you ever find any correlation with people's, you know, social media intake to how they are feeling about themselves? 1000%. I feel like social media is so overwhelming. I love it. It's such a beautiful tool and it's really impacted my life and my business. It's Mm -hmm. like, I've made great friends through social media. I love social media, but we all have to use it responsibly because I have people come to me, for instance, like an example is healthy habits and routines. I want to start a morning routine. Somebody will come to me and they want to do the morning routine of their favorite influencer or whoever they follow online. And that's all good. That's totally fine. But the only way that you stay consistent with your routines is if it's unique to you, if it works for you, if it's something that lights you up. And I just think we often like look at people's highlight reels and, you know, we see this girl, you know, drinking this thing in the morning, doing her meditation, doing her journaling, you know, all of these things. And then we feel like we have to do all of these things. Hmm. And the thing is, is that if we start off overwhelming ourselves with 10 million things, we are going to stop at some point. We're going to feel like a failure. We're going to start talking shit to ourselves in our heads and then we're going to stop doing it. So I'm a big believer in starting small and building off of that. Like for instance, I started working with a new person a few, like three weeks ago. And it's so cool to see how far she's come in three weeks because, you know, when we first started, she wanted to work on ABCDEFG. Like it was all of the things. And I'm like, okay, let's start small because we haven't built any momentum. So we need to build some momentum, give ourselves some quick wins, get you believing in yourself, you stepping into that energy of being a woman of your word and showing up for the thing. And then we can build from there. And it's just, like I said, amazing what can be done in the matter of a few weeks if we get really intentional with what we're doing and we focus on the things that are going to make us feel good rather than all the things we think we have to do to feel good. It's so funny that you say that because I'm just relating it back to my niche. Like obviously what I do is very different than what you do, but something that I see all of the time is new social media managers coming to me and they're like, I want to have a course. I want to do like live webinars. I want to have an ebook. I need a freebie. I need an email list. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, let's just like, let's reserve the Instagram handle first. But it's because they see somebody who's like unbelievably successful and has of course worked their ass off to be there. But it's like, you can't step into this space or any space and just expect to pick up where somebody is who has been doing this a lot longer than you. And it's not to say that they're better than you or that they you know, have more experience. It's just in general, it doesn't work to overload yourself with stuff like that. And coming from a fitness background too, is the same thing. Like I used to see so many people come in and they're like, I'm going to work out seven days a week. I'm going down to 1200 calories. And I'm like, you're going to give up on that in literally two days, not to be that negative person, but it's not sustainable and it's not realistic. So it's so crazy to hear the same thing happening in every industry. It's, I, I hate that we as people just want so much as at once that it's so hard for us to be like, Oh, we have to go in order. (laughs) Like we have to take these small steps. So with this new person that you started with, or really just in general, what are some of the first actionable steps or tools that you give people? Like, what are some of your favorite tools to give somebody in the beginning that might not be super overwhelming, like a good place to start? In the beginning, it's a lot of just accountability in the first Mm -hmm. few weeks, because it's like, okay, what do you want to do? You know, most often it's like, 
you know, I want to prioritize movement. I want to start some sort of mindfulness practice. So say we, you know, get clear on two to three things that they want to implement into their life. So a lot of it is me checking in on them, holding them accountability. But the first thing we really dive into is visualization. I'm huge on visualization. It's literally my favorite tool. If you can see it, if you can visualize it in your mind, it can be a reality. And I look at visualization as a dress rehearsal for life. So if you want to do something like visualize it in our minds, let's tell your body that it's possible, tell your mind that it's possible. And then when you go to do the thing, it's going to be a lot easier, right? So visualization is kind of the first thing that I really start out with. But just to go back on what you said about instant gratification, like I was going to say something about that too, because we (laughs) all live in this world of like, you know, we want to have all the things and we want to feel Mm -hmm. so amazing and we want it all now. But like, I'm a person that has been on my journey, honestly, since I was like 19, it started with like a big weight loss that I had. And then, you know, at 25, you know, I kind of had what I call my spiritual crisis. So that's when I kind of dove into spirituality and that kind of stuff. But this, I've been on this journey for like 13 years and I still have crappy days. Like I still have seasons of life that don't feel great. And I have seasons of life that, you know, I'm not doing the things that I know make me feel good. So it's just when you're on a journey of just like trying to show up as your best self and, you know, live a life that you want to live, you have to have a lot of grace and compassion with yourself. And we have to just accept that all the things we want, we might not have them right now. And a lot of it is not the destination. It's the journey, right? It's the little things that we figure out about ourselves along the way. Yeah. Cause you'll, I mean, I, I'm, I say this part from personal experience, like I've gone on journeys to fix one thing or to, you know, implement something. And at the end of it, I've fixed something and I've implemented something, but it's totally different than what I, like my original plan was. And something again, especially from the fitness industry, like something that I would notice was people, you know, they mess up on the meal plan that they have. And they're like, well, it's all, I already messed up. I might as well just keep going. And I feel like that can be so relevant to stuff like this too, because you're like, oh, I missed my morning meditation. I guess I just ruined my whole day. And it's like, no, just do it a little bit later. (laughs) Like you don't have to write it out completely. And it sucks. Like there's so many reasons that I feel like we as people are like that now, because I mean, social media, Amazon Prime, like so many things have just pushed us into being this instant gratification. And if you mess up one time, it's all downhill. And I hate that because like you said, you have to have the grace and the compassion and you have to be able to forgive yourself for things. And if you don't, it's, you're just going to hold on to it as you continue to go on this journey. And then the journey will be not as effective as it should have been. Yeah, no, I totally, no, I totally agree. And that's why I'm really big on people. Like I said, people come to me with super elaborate morning routines or daily routines Mm -hmm. that they want to do. And I'm all for it. Like get clear, you know, your ideal day, if it was exactly, if your day went exactly as planned and you got to do all the things you want to do, like get clear on that. But then I have all my clients create a mini practice. So create a mini practice that only takes five to 10 minutes that you can take action on every single day, no matter what life throws your way, because that is going to really give you that confidence of showing up for yourself and not falling into that trap of, I didn't do this. So that means I can't get back up and do it tomorrow. It's like, no, honestly, I was just talking to one of my clients the other day, they were traveling and She was like, I didn't really prioritize my routine while I was traveling, but I did do yoga in the morning. And I'm like, that's amazing. I was like, when I go on vacation and I'm traveling, if I get lemon water in, in the morning, like I am satisfied with that. And I know that I did something small that's going to make me feel good and, you know, just like add to my life. So I just think like having 
small thing, like little things that you can take action on no matter what, it's going to help us on those days where we don't get to do all of the things so that we don't fall into that trap of like, okay, well, if I messed up today, then I'm not going to continue on tomorrow. But it's so crazy to hear like, it it really can be something that's as simple as five or 10 minutes. Like it doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be this whole drawn out, you know, hour and a half morning routine. Like obviously on a perfect day, that would be cool. But in realistic times, we're working people like parents, business owners, we're just so busy that it's not realistic to have this super elaborate routine that you rely on consistently every day. Like it can be as simple as five to 10 minutes here, lemon water. Like if you can just get lemon water in, in the morning, which I actually have been drinking lemon water almost every morning. So I love it. I love it. Inner, inner bath. I call it your, I call it my inner bath. Yes. I love when I see your stories about that. But yeah, one thing for me, people think, oh, you're, you know, a certified life coach and like you help people with morning routines and healthy habits and routines. So they think that I like, you know, do my water and then I meditate for 20 minutes and then I journal and then I work out and then I do all these things and I'm like nah that is like not how it goes at all like most mornings I wake up I meditate for 10 to 15 minutes with my dog in bed I get up I do my skincare go out to the kitchen make some lemon water and then like I sit down like I'm not huge on journaling like there's certain Mm -hmm. things that I rarely do and I'm okay with that you know like I this is like you were saying earlier, we want it to be sustainable, like something that you, you want to make it a lifestyle. You want it to be something that you can right. take action on forever. So you figure out what works for you and you do you. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I have one question that I want to immediately ask after hearing that. And I'm trying to think of the exact way that I want to word it. Okay. So for myself, for example, something that I used to struggle with in the past was, especially when I worked in the fitness industry, like so much of this is relating back that I don't ever talk about it this much. But when I worked in the fitness industry, I felt like I was a failure if I wasn't waking up at 5am, working out at 6am, showering at 7am, work at 8am. Like I felt like such a failure if I wasn't following the same morning routine every single day. And something that I've been super lucky to understand now that I'm not working in that industry is going where your energy wants you to go. Like if I wake up and I don't feel like sitting down and journaling, I'm not going to force myself to like as nice Mm -hmm. as it would be to be like, yeah, I journal every single day when I wake up. I don't because I don't know that that's what I want to do. Like it's on my calendar to do it, but am I gonna do it? I don't know. And it's, it's always like such a toss up where I'm like, am I ignoring it? Like, am I pushing it off intentionally? Or am I truly just not forcing myself to do it because my energy doesn't want me to? I would just get so down on myself where I'm like, I'm not doing the same thing every day. It's not as effective, but I'm like, but I'm doing it when it makes sense. And when I'm doing it, I'm 100% enjoying it, not forcing myself to doing it. So I love hearing it from somebody like you that you have a simple morning routine. You're not like down on yourself if you get out of schedule a little bit. And yeah, oh, that makes me. Yeah, I'm all about flow over force. I am all about blending your masculine and your feminine energy. So like I said, I do those three or four things in the morning that take me 25, 30 minutes at the most, right? And then like, if I have a little bit of extra time, I ask myself, what do I feel like doing? And some days I might feel like journaling. Some days I feel like pulling a tarot card. Mm -hmm. Some days I feel like doing, you know, a tapping or an extra meditation or visualization. But I just ask myself, like, what do I feel like doing? And most often the little voice inside me, my intuition or my energy will point me in the right direction towards 
what I should be doing in that moment. And I just go with it. And yeah. that is okay. Like we don't have to, and like, I think that's great that you have journaling on your calendar every day. It's a good reminder to have that, but that doesn't mean you have to do that every day. Like right. you could have five different things that could be in that place, journaling, meditation, right. go for a walk, you know, whatever it is, have that list and then pick one that you feel like doing that day and, and do that. Yep. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. It's definitely like, I have like my mornings blocked off in a certain way where I'm like, I have to do these things in the morning because if I don't do them in the morning, I won't do them the rest of the day. Like there's certain things, but it's like, if the time comes and that's not what I feel like doing at that time, it's, it's okay. And it can be rearranged and the journaling can turn into meditation and the meditation can turn into pulling a tarot card. Like it doesn't always have to be the same exact thing. But I think, like you said, it's so important to find what works for you because it's so easy for me to go watch somebody else's morning routine and be like, that's exactly what I want to do because I want to be just like them. But it just doesn't work like that. And like, who knows if they're really even doing that? That's like, let's be honest. I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> when I see, I'm not gonna lie, when I see some people online doing all these things, I'm like, bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I set myself up for success. Like I've been consistent with my routines for years. And like, I am not a two hour morning routine. And I mean, right. if you are more power to you, but it's just like not super realistic. And I think too, like, you know, different seasons of life call for different things from you. Yeah. And I think that's like one thing as you know, gotten older, I've just gotten comfortable with like some parts of the year, I have extra time, some parts of the year, I don't have a lot of time. So just being flexible with our methods and what we do and how long we do them for and all those sort of things. Like we just have to get comfortable, you know, being okay with so... what works for us at the moment. Right. And I love hearing you say this because I feel like as a life and success coach, it's so easy to think that the only answer would be you are in this routine. And if you break from this routine, our whole progress is lost. So I think it's going to be really, really cool for people to hear because I feel like there are a lot of people who would totally just shame you. Like if you didn't follow along completely, but I love hearing your side of this. This is why I love you and your energy <laughs> so much. And a simple action item for people to go do right now is like, just grab a piece of paper and a pen write down five things that you enjoy doing for self-care. Like we said, journaling, meditation, yep. going for a walk, whatever it is, make a menu of five things. And then in your calendar, go plug in self-care for 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day at whatever time you want in the morning, the afternoon, at night, and just work on showing up for that 10 minutes, whenever you have it and pick one of those things from that menu and take action on it. And I'm telling you, that's going to get your momentum going in a way that you didn't even realize it could. I love that. Cause it really, the first step is always the hardest, no matter what you're doing. Cause you're just like, what am I doing? Where do I start? But I, I love what you just said, because it's just like a placeholder, like put that placeholder of self-care. And when the time comes, figure out what you feel like doing. And like you said, I think it's important to identify the things that you like doing beforehand so that you're not getting there and you're like, okay, no. Yeah. Yep. That is so, so good. I love that. Everybody listening, take notes, go block off your calendar for 30 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, even it's the small things that are going to snowball into bigger things. And it's just so funny how relevant that is to literally everything in our lives. So I want to ask you more about visualization because we've talked about it a little bit, but for somebody who has no idea what that is, can you explain it a little bit more? Yeah. Visualization, it's similar to meditation, but you're just incorporating images in your mind, right? So like if we're doing a higher self visualization, for instance, it's like you are seeing yourself as your highest self, whatever they look like, whatever energy that they're showing up with and you're kind of working with that image or 
say you have a goal that you want to achieve. Like in three months, you want to have five clients and you're just starting out, visualize yourself, all the things that you're going to do in those three months. And don't, I mean, it doesn't have to be like, suit that might sound like, oh God, that's going to, there's so many things, right? But identify, identify needle movers, like the main things that, you know, you need to take action on, whether it's creating social media posts for yourself, you know, reaching out to a few people every day, getting your website in order, whatever those things are, get clear on those things before you go into your visualization, put on some relaxing music, like go to YouTube, search visualization music or healing tones, something like that. Put the music on, get really clear in those visualizations, in those images in your head, see yourself creating your website, see yourself reaching out to three people on Instagram each and every day and having meaningful conversations with them. See yourself, you know, signing clients, like see that email come through that says, I want to work with you. I want to sign up and hire you as my social media manager. And a really big part of visualization is engaging your senses. That's how we make it super real. And that's, I mean, the main thing is you want to get as specific as you can with these images, right? So by engaging your senses, get clear on what you're going to see, what you're going to feel, what you're going to smell, what you're going to taste, what you're going to hear. And so I will go through this the first time that I do this with clients, I'll go through it with them on a call or whatever. But this is one of my favorite things to do just to, like I said, get in that energy of already having that thing, of receiving that, you know, or achieving that outcome that I want to achieve. So let's, for instance, work with signing three clients. So get clear on what you're going to see. So maybe you're going to see DMs or emails coming through prospects saying that they want to sign on, they want to with you get clear on what you're going to hear. Maybe you hear your partner or your mom saying, congratulations, I'm so excited for you after sharing the news with them. What are you going to taste? Maybe you're going to celebrate with a glass of wine that night after you sign those clients, or you're going to be sipping on your iced coffee as you see those emails come through. What are you going to feel? You're going to super excited. You're going to feel so proud of yourself. You're going to feel like you did the damn thing, right? Like you're going to feel just an over overwhelming sense of joy and excitement for you actually achieving this. What are you going to smell? Maybe you're going to smell some essential oils that are like coming out of your essential oil diffuser on your desk as you see those emails coming through, or you're going to smell the delicious meal that you're going to go out and celebrate with. And for some people, it's hard to, most of the people I've worked with, to be honest, like I thank goodness are pretty good at being able to pull up images. And I will say it is one of those things that the more you do it, the easier that it yes. gets. But for some people, it might be hard to pull up those images. So if you are somebody that has a hard time visualizing the, these things, sit down with your journal, write those outcomes, like what it is or the steps that you need to take to achieve this outcome. Yep. And then write underneath, like the smell, hear, taste, feel, all those things and get clarity on those things before you go into your visualization. Then lay down, put that music on, and then you have all of that content to work with so that you can create that image in, in your mind. Your mind is such a powerful thing. Our imagination is one of the most powerful things in the world. And if you like, can find clarity on the image that you want to bring up, you can do it. I promise you that. Like I said, I love using visualization as a dress rehearsal because if we've done it in our minds, like it can be your reality. And the more that you take your mind and your body through that visualization, it's going to become like muscle memory, right? Once you achieve it, it's going to feel supernatural because you've done it in your mind a million times already. So that's why I like to call it a dress rehearsal for life. I love that. I have so I have two main things that I want to say back to that. One of them is I love that you're referring to it as that dress rehearsal because one of the things, and not that I'm I'm not like out here teaching people how to do anything that you do, but like if anybody does ever come to me and they're like, what do you? suggest like I'm getting to this goal one of the things that I recommend doing is starting 
backwards, like write that goal down. And then what's the second to last thing that you will have done before you reach that goal? And then what's the third to last thing you will have done and like kind of work backwards. I feel like when you're looking at it from the starting point, it's like, oh my God, I have so much to go. But when you're looking at it from the end goal, it's like, no, it's right there. Now I just need to figure out what steps I need to take to get there. But the reason that I say that is because I feel like it kind of ties into, so back in January, I started doing this thing. Every first of the month, I write a letter to myself, but I write it in the form of past tense. So I write it as if the upcoming month has already happened. So like, I just, it's May 3rd. So like on May 1st, I wrote myself a letter that was like, this is everything that you accomplished in the month of May. Like I write it as if the things have already happened. And then not only do I feel like that just like brings the right energy to accomplishing those goals, but it's now wired. Like every choice that I make in my everyday life, I stop and I think about that letter and I'm like, is this moving me closer to that goal? And it's not so much about having those goals written out. I think it's more so visually seeing written down everything that you will or could accomplish like in this month. And I try to be very like, not vague, but I'm not setting like, I'm going to gain a hundred thousand followers this month. Like that's super unrealistic, but like little things here and there. And why do it in the past tense? And I'm like, because then I'm writing it as if it's already happened and I'm getting used to writing. I accomplished this goal. Like the first time that you write it out, I feel like is just so it's there and there's nothing that can take that away. And the only option now is to make choices that move you closer to that goal. So I don't, again, like, I know that's not similar at all. It's like anything that you teach. No, it really is though. I love that because if I do journal, I do a thing called future pacing and it's very similar where I'm writing everything in the present tense. So it'll be, it is, and I'll put like a date in the future. You know, Mm -hmm. it is June 1st, 2022. I I have, I am, I be, I do, you know what I mean? And I'm writing whatever it is I want to achieve. I'm writing it in the present tense. I'm engaging all those different senses. Like we talked about. The thing is, is like when you're doing that, you're getting into the field, into the energy of already having achieved that thing. And that's how you become an energetic match to call things into your life more effortlessly. So I love that you do that. I think that that is such a cool, like, I love that you do it at the beginning of every month. I think that that Mm -hmm. is a way to make it be a habit. Like, you know, on every first of the month you do this, it gets you into that right energy. And the thing is, is the more that you can revisit that energy and being in that, you know, the, the more effortlessly it's going to come. Yep. Oh my God. Yay. I love that. Yeah. It's done. I honestly don't even know where I got. It had to have been just like something that I saw on TikTok that was like, stop writing your goals, like in the sense that you're about to accomplish them and write them in the way that you already have. And like I said, I know it's not exactly the same, but it's all so, so relevant. And there's, I think it just goes to show there's literally a million ways to incorporate these things. Like not one thing is going to work, but it's so crazy that you say that it turns into a habit because I've done it on the first of every month this year. And the more months go by, I'm like, I can't break the streak now. Like now I'm like, it's bad luck if I stop, like I can't stop. Oh, I get it. It's the first of the month. It's one time a month. It's not like I'm doing it every single day. And it was definitely hard at first. Like I think the first month I overestimated what I wanted to achieve a little bit. But since then I've gotten so good. I think I don't mean to say that like that, but like I've gotten very clear about what's actually attainable within a month. Like the letter that I wrote myself in April 
every single thing from it came true. Like it kind of freaked me out a little bit. And again, it's not magic. It really does reprogram, at least for me, it reprogrammed the way that I made choices in my everyday life because I was like, is this officially moving me closer to that goal? And I don't know. There's so many reasons that I love doing it. And it's been, like I said, I don't even know where the idea came from. If anybody hears this and you know who started that, let me know so I can give them credit. But I'm sure it just popped up on a TikTok and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. But it's been one of the things that I've consistently stuck with for that long. Um, I love that. And like you said, like being realistic with stuff and like you said, how, how we usually write our goals, like hope is not a strategy people. Like you can hope and wish things happen all you want, but like now you got to believe that that shit's going to come. Like you got to believe that that's true. And so the more that you can do to believe that to be true, like we said, the easier it's going to come. So obviously energy is something that we have talked a lot about and it's something that you obviously talk a lot about. And I, I'm a firm believer that your energy is your energy. I believe that your energy is conveyed via video. When I'm watching people make videos, I'm like, I can tell where you are. I'm also an empath. I want to talk to you about bad bitch energy specifically, because obviously this is something that is very, very important to you and you, everything that you do. And I know when you hear that, you're probably like, oh yeah, like bad bitch energy. But I think you have created like such your own definition of it. Yeah. I've always looked at my most confident self as like bad bitch energy. I feel like they've made it as part of part of my brand for the last few years now. And when I first started my business, I really shied away from it because I was like, I don't want people to like take this wrong. Like, are they going to think that it's like conceited or like, I'm calling myself a bad bitch. It's like, no, I know that I have bad bitch energy inside me just as everybody does. We're all born with it. We either choose to like tap into it or we don't. And so to me, it's just like a deep sense of confidence. It's like, when you are feeling like your baddest, most high vibe person, and you're showing up in the world with that confidence. And it's all like, I like to think about it too, as like unfuckwithable confidence. Like no yes. matter what anybody says or does, no matter what any, cause I used to really live at the mercy of other people. Like somebody would say or do something and it would piss me off and throw my whole day off. And yep. it just really seeped into so many areas of my life. Like I would allow that to happen. And then I started realizing like, no, that's a choice I make. Like mm-hmm. I have a choice over my energy. Like I can choose to feel good or I can choose to like allow somebody to piss me off. And so when I live in my bad bitch energy, it's just me showing up like fully grounded, not afraid to express myself, you know, speaking with confidence, you know, feeling really connected to source or whatever you believe spiritually. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like I said, showing up your light, like we are not here to dim our light. We're not here to make other people feel comfortable. Like it is, we all are born with different gifts. And like I said, we either choose to show up and shine our light or we let other people dim it. And I am done living that way. I lived that way for a really long time. And it really is my mission to help other women step into their bad bitch energy so that they can shine their light too. Do you think that over time, women have just been told you're too loud, you're too confident, you're too Mm -hmm. whatever. And like you said, when you first started your business, you're like, should I even, you know, call it bad bitch energy? Like, should this be something that I lean into? I just feel like it's bet like forever. We, especially women, like I, it's everybody, but like, especially women are just like, sit down, shut up. Don't say anything. You're being too loud. You're being too much. Like, I just feel like it's literally polar opposite to embrace that bad bitch energy as opposed to just being like, I I can't, I'm too much. I'm too loud. So do you think that it's been like, again, I feel like the answer to this is obviously yes, but like outside factors kind of playing into people 
being scared to tap into that bad bitch energy and being not scared to live in it, but maybe feeling like it's not right for them to. Yeah. I think as women, like we want to make everybody feel comfortable around Mm -hmm. us and that only gets us so far. And I think it's so cool. I feel like in the last year or so, I've seen bad bitch energy around way more, like people using that term or sharing their bad bitch energy, whatever that is. And I think it's really cool because I realize like people aren't shying away from that term and they understand that like it means something unique to them and they're allowed to show up in their bad bitch energy like that's how we make the world a more powerful place but yeah I think as women we tend to like please and want to make other people feel comfortable and we shy away from things that you know make us feel like a bad bitch but like that is how we are going to make an impact and serve the world in a really epic way is by showing up as our bad bitch selves so Yes, to your question. I think that we've shied away from it for a long time. And I think that, you know, we're living in an age now where women are like, no, not anymore. And we're loud. And have you seen the trend on TikTok right now where it's like, men don't like loud women. And it's like, I wish I gave a fuck. I I love that. And I I love one of my favorite quotes that I've heard in the last year, whatever is like, what is that audio where it's like, oh, I'm too much. If I'm too much, then go find less. And I'm like, yes. Like, do you know how many times I've been called too much in my life? Yes. And it made me feel like, oh my God, too what much. does that mean? Yeah. Right. Ew. Like, I don't want to be less. Like, mm. hell no. So I love that audio too. Cause yeah, if I'm too much, go find less. Exactly. Yes. I love that audio too. That's so funny. I love that you say that bad bitch energy is unique to you. I feel at least for myself, like when I first hear bad bitch energy, I have this visual in my head, like of a girl, like looking super like Rihanna, Rihanna. literally. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what I think of. And it's not to say that that's like the perfect bad bitch energy visual. Like you have to look like that, or you have to act like that. It's so unique to you. Like I don't look like fucking Rihanna and I'm never going to look like Rihanna, but I still feel like sometimes I can give off that same vibe if I try hard. <laughs> and Rihanna is like my bad bitch. And so she has been like, I've been a Rihanna fan since the beginning. Like I am Navy all the way. And I, yeah. I'm obsessed with her. It has really inspired me because like, she doesn't give a fuck what people think. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, yeah, her version of bad bitch energy. Like I'm never going to look like that or be Rihanna and right. vice versa. You know what I mean? We're all like our individual selves. But what I love about Rihanna and what I really think makes her a bad bitch is not only that she doesn't give a fuck, but that she just continues to grow and strive for more. Like she is a badass music artist, right? And then yep. she goes into lingerie and makeup and all these things. Like she doesn't stop, right? She continues yep. to evolve as a human being. And that's what I think makes her a bad bitch. Like yeah. I think the fact that she's already achieved so much, but she still wants to continue achieving. To be honest, you know, it's so funny. It's like everybody has like mixed, I you know, mixed opinions of the Kardashians too. And like, I do too. They sometimes they bug me, but like whatever, you know, I, whatever. People can have their own opinions. Yes. But you know who I think has been, you know, I really, see as a bad bitch to Kim Kardashian because I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks like whether she did her law degree the real way or her whatever Kim Kardashian does not have to go out and be a lawyer okay that girl has successful businesses and money for days she does not have to do that but she chooses that because it's like another evolution of herself and so I really look at bad bitch energy as that too is like somebody that just continues to evolve and doesn't Mm -hmm. just settle like when they've already reached a certain level of success or they've reached certain goals they just kind of like stop and they're like okay I'm good it's like it's that woman that unlock different like aspects of herself like as we grow and get older like we find new things that we're interested in we become new versions of ourselves we learn new things about ourselves and 
I just think like, if you continue to like chase that and like, not even chase that, but if you just continue to explore that, like that's so bad bitch energy. Like just be open to learning and, you know, accept that you don't know everything all of the time. And there's always something to learn. I love that you said Kim K because obviously we have had conversations about the Kardashians, but like you said, she doesn't have to do that. It's not like she she is like struggling to be a lawyer. Right. I know. I'm like, I wouldn't go to law school willingly. But the other thing with that too, how can you hate on her for doing that when she was literally putting it towards getting unjustifiably incarcerated people out? Like her whole mission was getting wrongfully accused people out of jail. Like you have to be a special kind of person to hate somebody like that, regardless of what you think of her or what she's done in the past or anything else that she does. That's respectable. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Don't get me wrong. I also have my feelings about the Kardashians. Yeah, we all do. We all do. But like you said, that that her becoming a lawyer is not a self-serving thing. Like she's doing it because she cares about something and she wants Mm -hmm. to make an impact. So, you know, that actually like kind of changed my opinion about her. Like I'm very just like, I don't, I don't really have an opinion of them in the first place. That changed my opinion. That made me look Mm -hmm. at her in a different light. And I was like, okay, sis, let's go. I love that because yeah, if I had all the, all that money and all those businesses and four kids, I I know the last (laughs) thing I would be doing is taking a bar It's focus on my businesses and like keep growing those. I would probably stay doing the thing that I, you know, was like successful at and keep growing those businesses, but to like jump to a completely new thing. I'm like, go off. I love it. Well, and it's like, oh, it's just so crazy. Everything with that is so like, because I just don't understand how somebody could ever look at that and be like, she's a worthless piece of shit. And I'm like, but not really like she's doing so much, but yeah, it's exactly like you said, you know, there's people that I think when we are like, okay, visualizing bad bitch energy, like there's certain people that we think of. And it's not that we have to compare ourselves. Like it's not that we have to strive to want to be them. It's, it's just who they are and the energy that they give off. And it's so unique to every single person that I think everybody has a different idea of what it means. And that's what I've always loved, like about you and the way that you talk about it, because you don't say it like, you have to do this to have bad bitch energy. It's like, no, like, what does this mean to you? Like, what makes you feel like your baddest self? Like, that's all that nope. matters. And nobody can take that away from you. And bad bitches recognize other bad bitches. Like, yes. you can see something in somebody else and be like, man, I really admire that. I think about I think about that with people all the time. Like, we'll be out, my husband and I, whatever, whether I meet somebody or see something, and I'm like, ooh, that is like bad bitch energy right there. And like, you could yep. admire you know, something in somebody else. And, you know, that, you know, add to your definition or your idea of bad bitch energy. So I think too, it's just like staying open and like recognizing the bad bitchness and other. And it won't bring your bad bitchness down to bring up somebody else's. So make sure it elevates it, elevates it. That's why here's another action. Here's another action item for everybody. Go give a compliment. That is like one of my biggest things is like, I think as women, like I've come across people who are like, I'm really big on like, if I like, if I think you're pretty or I like your shirt or I like your shoes, like I'm going to tell you, like, I'll be, I can be walking by you in the store at a restaurant, whatever. See a girl in the bathroom. And I'm like, Ooh, I love that. And it just is like something that comes out of me. I don't even think about it before I speak it. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, sometimes I get, I get taken back when other women are taken back by me giving them a compliment. Sometimes as women too, like we're afraid to kind of you know, admire somebody's light or compliment something, Mm -hmm. you know, compliment somebody for something. So 
I'm really big on that and just like being authentic or genuine. Like if something comes to your mind that you like about somebody, say it. It could it could make somebody else's day and like it does affect you in any way. So I'll literally walk up to random people on the street and be like, I love your hair. Your nails are so cool. Let me see them. Like I'm so yeah. I and just, how good does it feel when somebody does that to you? Exactly. So, That's why I'm like, feel- yes, go tell people that you think they're pretty. Go tell somebody that you like their outfit. It's, it's not going to bring you down. It's only going to bring you up. This was so good. I always feel so good after I talk to you. I'm like, we need to do this like once a week, or maybe I just need to do one of your programs. I would love for you to leave people with your handles and I'll have everything linked. Yes. You can find me on Instagram at her healthy hustle. That's usually where I hang out. My website is www.herhealthyhustle.com. I got to get my TikTok game up. Lex helped me with my reels and stuff, but I will be honest. I've taken a two month hiatus from social media, so I will be back soon. I've been working on some other things in the background. I will say that. So I've stepped away. Got a lot of big projects coming up. (laughs) Big projects. Yeah. So I'm excited to get back online here in a few weeks. Like I, like I said, I love social media just because I love to connect with people. So if anybody listening has any questions about anything that we talked about or whatever, like feel free to slide into my DMs. I love talking to people and answering questions and just connecting and having conversations. So don't be afraid to reach out. Yep. Yeah. Seriously. If you have any questions about anything that we talked about, please reach out to Shay because she's so incredibly good at what she does. Just you have such a way about you that makes me feel really good about myself. Not even Uh. like you just make me so happy. So seriously, reach out to her if you have any questions about anything and everything will be linked in the episode description. We're going to have you back. I would love to. Thank you for coming out of your little social media hiatus to do this. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks everybody for listening. This was so much fun. I just love you and I'm really grateful you had me. I'm so grateful you're here. All right. We will talk soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's me again, your host, Lex. I would love if you came over to Instagram and hung out with us at the Social Media Survival Guide. You can also find my personal slash business account at Page Media Coach. Just make sure we're staying connected in your favorite places. If you or anybody that you know is interested in being a guest on here, please DM me. Again, the quickest way to reach me is going to be at Page Media Co. But make sure you follow at the Social Media Survival Guide just to stay up to date with everything that's going on on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time and for being here. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.